you're listening to the Rugby League cast. Um, obviously, it's been a big week in the uh, World Rugby League um, with the uh, news regarding the two uh, North American clubs potentially coming into the RFL. Um, obviously, you've got New York and uh, Ottawa. Um, it's been quite interesting just to read up a bit more about the details of the, uh, you know, of the proposals. Um, there seems to be two camps at the moment. There seems to be the people who think that um, basically that these North American clubs take something away from the heartlands and, you know, it's a bit pie in the sky having these clubs in there. And, you know, the, the, there are some legitimate concerns and there are some cons to it. Um, so I'm just going to give you a few thoughts regarding, um, you know, first of all, just some of the negatives, some of the cons that, you know, legitimate concerns regarding, you know, the, these these clubs, I mean, ju- just to put it out there, I'm, I'm massively in favour of this. Um, you know, if you've listened to any of my previous podcasts, I've gone over over this quite a few times. But you know, it's it's positive that you know solid news has come out regarding these you know potential clubs coming in. Um, just just a few, a few of the cons, really. I mean, first of all, just these clubs starting in League One. Um, you know, the, the difficulty is if you're going to have two North American clubs, you know, starting in League One. Um, obviously, League One is full of part-time players, students, etc. Um, you know, it's very difficult for them to, you know, get across. Um, you know, take all that time off work and get in, and you know, do that twice a year. Um, you know, can potentially do it once a year. And we did see with uh, with the Wolfpack as well. They did well, basically when they were when they were in that league, they were smashing through League One. Um, you know. And I think the difficulty is, you know, that these teams are can, you know, they're going to come over to well-financed North American teams, likely with Super League and potentially the NRL players. Um, you know, especially playing in New York. Um, you know, these teams are most likely to get flogged. Um, and difficulty is, um, you know, the, these these new markets they're trying to attract new fans, and. You know, I, I I love rugby league, and it, I I get bored sometimes watching one club. You, you know, games where it's like a, an absolute blowout, where it's 60, 70 points to nil. You know, it it's not really that interesting to watch. It's it's, it's okay to watch for a bit, but you know, I, I wouldn't like to consistently go watch that sort of rugby league. You know, one team absolutely dominating every game. Um, you know, all the best games in rugby league are always the ones where you know it's tight, close games, and you know it goes right down to the wire. Um, I very much doubt you know teams like Workington can can really you know push uh, you know the teams like New York you know if they've got such a strong squad which they very likely would have. Um, so the difficulty is you know you're trying to convince brand new fans new to the game um, to you know spend their you know their Saturday watching a game um, you know and you just know the you know the result. I think the way that Toronto sort of made it successful is they, they basically the, the way that they sort of seemed to attract fans was basically having the craft beer gardens and it seems to be more of like a you know more of a drinking event really rather than actually going to watch the rugby and then on the back of you know fans just going going out for a piss up basically they've started to watch the rugby and then it, you know they've had a good time and, and you know it, I think those two are really combined and I think that is the key to uh, you know the success of of Toronto so far, you know, they're in a part of the stadium that they're in, it's right in the centre of Toronto, you know, people can just walk straight into the ground, uh, you know, you've got your craft beers, there's music going on, there's a DJ, you know, there's a hot dog cannon, you know, and and that's what gets people in. I don't think people are actually going initially for the rugby. I think that probably now they're more established, I think, you know, and 
the fans probably understand the game a bit more. They probably do, uh, you know, go go and watch them for the rugby as well now. Not just the drinking, but I think the difficulty with these two new clubs is this seems seems to be a bit more almost corporate, um, whereas Toronto have got that bit more of a sort of party atmosphere almost. Um, you know, obviously. Um, New York, first of all, they're going to be playing in, well, potentially in the Red Bull, Red Bull Arena, which, you know, I've never been, but apparently it's a fantastic facility. Um, few issues regarding that, though. I mean, well, first of all, apparently the, the stadium's actually in New Jersey um, rather than actually actually in, in New York, you know, in Manhattan. Um, so obviously fans will actually have to make a, you know, an effort to get to get to the ground. Uh, and, you know, obviously you see convincing fans who don't really know the sport to come watch uh, third-tier rugby league and likely you're going to watch your team, one team absolutely destroy the other and it's just a no contest. And that is a little bit concerning, uh, to be honest. I mean, you know, maybe the first few games, it, you know, you might attract a big, a big crowd, but you'd have to really market it some of these games and, you know, at the end of the day, they'll have to come up with some interesting strategies to get fans to, to turn up. I think I read somewhere that they're looking to get um, you know, 10,000 fans in the first season. I think that's very, very ambitious, to be honest. I, I can't see him getting any more than five, to be honest. Um, and even then, I think that's that's going to be a push. And, and you know, 5,000 fans in a 25,000-seat stadium in, in Red Bull Arenas, it's not going to be great for an atmosphere. And, you know, I don't think that you can, I don't think you're going to have all the craft beer tents and you stand at the sideline and, and then basically, you know, at the end of the game, all the players will you know, come and talk to them talk to the fans etc I don't think that would happen at a Red Bull Arena I think it's a different experience I think it's a bit more a corporate sort of event at a corporate stadium I just don't know how that's going to marry with rugby league this is that's my big concern to be honest uh, you know you're asking these fans to travel quite far to you know travel you know travel quite far to get to New Jersey basically and you know it's a sport they don't even know so that that's a that's a real you know that's quite a big point to be honest um, thing with Ottawa, I don't know as much about Ottawa, but I think they've got like a twenty thousand seat stadium. Um, but you know it, that that's a little bit more different. I, I I think from what I've heard about that, it's going to be more of a grassroots sort of thing that, that Eric Perez is potentially looking to do. So hopefully, you know, building it slower, um, maybe not as many imports, and potentially trying to develop their own players, which is what it sounds like. I mean. I think realistically, you know, if if you know, if they get if they, you know if they, if they do like a combine or, or try and like get some North American players, you know, from the local competitions. I know there isn't a massive amounts of local comps, but you know, there's good athletes in North America, um, you know, and, and in Canada, there's probably some you know Canadian football players who you know didn't make it at the top level, but you know could make you know good athletes and realistic could play. Uh, league One rugby, um, you know, I don't think it's, I think in League, league One standard, you know, somebody who's a good athlete could probably get away with 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 that at that level, um, and you know, the, the more that they play the game, they might develop into actual proper rugby players with, with rugby sort of nous, if that makes sense. Um, so that might be a little bit different, but once again, I don't know if I think they might look be a bit more corporate. Apparently they're owned by this Ottawa Sports Group network or something, um, which which apparently own other teams as well. So hopefully they'll have that media behind them to sort of market games and bring in fans. Um, I think almost Ottawa might might be more of a sort of sustainable model. Um, 
but yeah, just just some of the other sort of cons that you know sort of heard and you know the so-called flat cappers seem to be annoyed about um, the the part about these clubs not bringing away fans. I mean, I, I think it's bollocks to be honest. Away fans, I can't. I don't really think there's huge masses of away fans going between League One clubs anywhere or in the Championship, unless you're the you know the bigger clubs. Um, it's it's up to the it's up to the home team to fill their own stadium and market it. You know, we've seen Warrington this year. You know, market their games very well through social media, and they're getting better, bigger and better crowds. You know, even York did it last year and this year. You know that. You don't need a massive budget to market a game. Sometimes, uh, you know, just a little bit of clever marketing on using using social media, etc. You know, it it can attract fans. But just going the other way, I think you know, there's sort of concerns that you know people say, oh well, I, I can't go and follow my team away if we're traveling to Canada and you know America and etc. But I mean, a I don't really think most people travel to every single away game. And B, I mean, fucking, how oh, miserable! I, I, if you can't like, maybe, you know, take a trip to America, you know, just just do it as a one-off, uh, you know, if one one time a year, book a few days off work, maybe spend a week in, you know, a week in New York or a few days in New York, and you know, enjoy the city, watch a bit of rugby, uh, you know, it doesn't sound like too bad of a sort of weekend, you know, it gives you an excuse to go, you can travel, you, you can travel with. You know, you travel with like-minded people, your fans. You know, you can maybe get a, you know, get a, you know, group group tours going. You know, from the club, the club can organise like group away fans. I, I don't think that's an issue. I think that's a good thing. Do you know, what I mean, get, having the opportunity to go watch rugby league in you know in cities such as that, it's a bit better than going to Batley and freezing your bollocks off. Do you, do you know what I mean? So, I think uh, that that's that's really a mute point. I don't really think that's a big issue. Um. Just another sort of concern, more about the sort of the New York bid. I mean, I don't obviously I don't know the full ins and outs, but I think it's going to be, it's going to be a, a much more costly proposition having running a club in New York rather than Ottawa. From my understanding, I mean, I'm guessing the Red Bull Arena is not a cheap stadium to rent. Um, from my understanding, I think they've got like two people who've invested about five million dollars. Um, you know, they could likely burn through that quite quick. Um, and you know it all depends on getting you know people through the people through the stands, and you know any sort of potential TV revenue uh, that they get through. I mean, I can imagine that them, you know, having quite quite a lot of expenses. I mean, flying teams across. You know, I, th- I think what they're doing is apparently they're going to play two games at home, two games away, and they're going to have uh, players, the actual team, play well better than their squad based in New York. Which I think is a good thing as well. It can help them help them to sort of promote the game in, in the USA. Um, but yeah, I think that's quite a quite a sort of a, an interesting uh, an interesting point. The issue is all about you know the sustainability long term of of New York. You know, um, obviously, a lot a lot of clubs such as this would rely on you know a big inv- an investor or investors, and you know there's always that that risk of you know somebody pulling out. But to be fair, there. Half the half the fucking Super League has got that same issue, you know. Someone like Ken David drops out of Huddersfield, and Huddersfield are really struggling. We're talking about one Kukash dropping out, you know. The Simon Moran at Warrington, you know. There's quite a lot of wealthy people who do sort of prop up the club. So I don't think that's specifically something you can sort <coughs> sort of point at, at you know, New New York. Um, you know, obviously. I think what is amazing is just some of the sponsors that apparently they've they've got lined up. You know, or Virgin, 
you know, flying them out, business, well, economy class, I think it's economy plus, which is like business class something. You know, that's pretty impressive that, you know, putting them up in hotels. Uh, apparently they've got a partnership with Hilton Hotels. They've got something set up. I mean, you know, that's pretty big. They've apparently got sponsors from MasterCard, Macron, you know, that's that's massive. I mean, just looking at the the sponsorships there, I mean, that 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 is the, it's just different levels. I mean, that that, that is a, if 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 they can put get that sort of level of sponsorship, I mean that's pretty impressive, you know. Um, but yeah, I, th I think I think the main concern. I'm more concerned to be honest about New York than over Ottawa. I think Ottawa could be more of a sustainable long term if they do the junior development and maybe just stay in the stay in ch in championship for quite a number of years. I think a team like New York they need to go in at at least championship level. I mean, to be honest, I I even think they could they need to go in at Super League level. Um, you know, I, I think they've got the, the the need to start really fast, and they need to attract fans. And I think seeing top level rugby league is the only way to do that. And I just don't think that third tier rugby league is gonna make people in in a, you know a city of New, of New York where there's a million things to do. The, the you know everybody's trying to you know get get attention. There's there's you know so many different sports teams. There's you know there's music acts. There's all sorts going on in New York. You know, and it's going to be, it's. I think it's going to be a hard sell unless they're selling the best, the best possible product. And you know, can they afford to mill around for two, two, three seasons in in League One and Championship? Um, you know, the investors have probably put a lot of money in there, and I don't think they'll see a lot of return on it. And I think it's going to be an expensive proposition. You know, I think I think New York is is the the sexy option and it is the cool option, but I, I think Ottawa will probably be more of a sustainable sort of uh, business. I don't really know too much about what they're going to be doing, uh, you know, like travel-wise. You know, are they going to play blocks, you know, you know, play, play blocks like they're doing uh, with with Toronto, where they're based over in, in the UK. I'm, I'm not sure how that's going to work. And also, I don't know what they're going to do with regards to, you know, the, the, the travel costs, etc. as well. I mean, I don't, I don't know what their sponsorship deals going to be like. I'm assuming they'll have to get another airline. Uh, but I think that's all up in the air. I don't really know too too many details. So I think Ottawa is is an interesting one. Um, but yeah, I think those are sort of like the the main the main cons. But I think I, th I think it's just I think the big I think it all depends on how it's going to go in the first first season for New York. I think that that is the that is the big one really. Right. So just just looking at just obviously th those are the cons and you know they they are legitimate concerns, but I think. I think the pros massively outweigh the cons for the, this this expansion if it does work. I mean, let's be honest. I mean, rugby league is it, it is struggling in this country. And no matter what you hear, you know Ralph Rimmer and Elston, you know, and the you know the like fudging the attendance figures and saying that oh it's it's our best ever season and we're getting amazing, you know, amazing games every week and you know it's 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 great product. I, I think I think it's been a good season, but I think that there is a lot. A lot to be improved on, and I, th I still think there is. I think I think there's a lot of clubs that are struggling, especially in the, the, the lower divisions. And I think it, it, things, you know, the, the fat does need trimming a little bit in in you know the lower leagues and even in Super League potentially. Um, and I th I just think that having these two clubs, you know, in in the rugby football league in some some sort of ways is, is you know important. Um, I mean, the the big one for me is just the. Just new markets. I mean, 
the the biggest issue with rugby league in this country is that it's it's skin. There's no money in rugby league at all, you know. And money talks, you know. The the reason that even you know rugby union is you know has developed a hell of a lot in the past, I say in the past twenty, you know, fifteen years, is because of the massive amount of money that they make from international fixtures. Um, you know, uh, the sponsorship from that, from the big games, and that gets filtered back through to the clubs. Um, obviously, rugby league doesn't have that sort of big international profile, but let's be honest, having, having these clubs, you know, uh, these North American clubs, and having three big city North American clubs in, in the in the league structure, it it just brings more eyes on, on you know, on rugby league in general. I mean, um, you know, it, so if if you were a you know a sponsor or looking to get involved in in a sport, and you could go to a sponsor and say. Right, your your product. If you you sponsor, you know th- this competition, your your product is going to be viewed in in New York, Ottawa, uh, Toronto, three of the biggest biggest cities in in North America. The big the USA is the biggest market in general. You know that is a massive selling point. So we, you know, I can't imagine Super League would have a, have an issue with getting a, a sponsor. You know. The, We've had issues with, with Super League before where they've literally not been able to get a sponsorship for, you know, for the league. You know, they're, they're scrounging around at the last minute. Luckily, you know, you've got Betfred, which has quite, been quite a good sponsor. But, you know, I really think that'll be a massive thing. And it's just not about getting more money into the sport. It's, it's not about money grabbing. You know, people say, oh, we're selling, we're selling our souls or, you know, we're sacrificing the Heartland clubs so we can you know so we can start this american league but it's not about that it's about making the game bigger the bigger the game is the more money that that, that comes in that that's money for grass money gets filtered down to grassroots it gets more funding for clubs you can bet buy better players we can have a fucking reserve system was you know uh make upgrades to stadiums you can bet you know better wages for players you know we've got some players getting paid absolute peanuts for getting flogged every week you know it money talks and it's just all about getting you know if, if you're paying better wages we have a higher salary cap we're going to attract better players better athletes you know people you know if they've got a choice maybe oh, between choosing rugby union or rugby league when they're growing up playing you know they might think actually you know i've got a, if i if i stick with rugby league you know i could potentially play new york you know i could play in toronto i could play in north america you know at a, at a high level and, and you know i get paid at a similar amount to rugby union you know, uh, that's a, that's a big a big plus. You know, and um, obviously, it just just a, just it just brings more media attention. I mean, we just saw, we saw it last uh, was it start of this season when uh, Red Star Belgrade were in the uh, in the Challenge Cup, and you know, there's a big there's an article a, a news story on on BBC BBC News about it. You know, quite a good good little news segment. You know, all about Red Star Belgrade, and you know it brought quite a lot of media media coverage and that's that's Belgrade I mean imagine how saying oh uh, New York are, are coming to town this week you know it would be news I mean it's so easy to market a, a game having you know New York coming to, to, to your club so I think that will be you know uh, an easy sell and I think it just it just increased the the profile of the you know of Super League and of Rugby League in general I think I think Rugby League's got a little bit of an image problem at the moment I think it's a bit I think some people think of it as a bit of a joke and a bit of a um, northern pastime sometimes, and you know, not a national national sport. 
and a bit of a minority spot. Well, it is a minority spot, but you know, even things like you probably saw in the, in the sort of the, the news articles and stuff about the that mascot, that Halifax, that fat bastard at the Halifax uh, game. who was the uh, team mascot for you know from a stag day, which was 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 like funny, but I think there is quite like a almost like a comical sort of side of. I think I think rugby can be perceived as a bit of a joke, a bit of a joke sport, and a little bit cheesy. So I think I think it does lack a little bit of coolness sometimes, um, and you know rugby league it, it should be a cool sport. I mean it's a it's a tough, gritty, violent, aggressive sport, and you know violence sells and, and aggression sells. You know that's why the UFC's you know grown massively over the past few years, and I just think it hasn't been marketed right. I think there's too much like too much jokiness with it it's not taken it's not taken seriously and you don't see the nrl like taking the piss like it's the nrl treats it as a as a, as a proper mainstream sport with you know professionals who, who are running it and i think it's sometimes it just looks a little bit i don't know you, you just things like you know johnny vegas like dicking around on the you know the adverts and stuff and I like Johnny Vegas, you know, he's a good ambassador for the sport, but it's just like, he shouldn't be the face of rugby league, you know, when he's done adverts and things, just things like that. And, you know, having having a team from New York, it, it's, it makes the sport cooler. It really does, you know, New York's a, an amazing city. It's, it's probably the most famous city in the world, to be honest. I mean, it's iconic. And, you know, having that, that club like that in your competition is, is a massive... It's just a massive benefit, and it's it's worth the risk of potentially failing. Because if it comes off, then the sport will be so much bigger and so much better. And and let's be honest, they're not going to have any issue attracting players to to North America. And potentially, you know, you could, if if we've got a bigger market, we can attract attract more players from over in Australia as well. The the bigger stars, and then you've got the big stars playing playing in the Super League again. Um, you know, not just like some third rate Aussies and and Kiwis etc. You've got quality quality players coming to the Super League because there's more money. There's more money coming into the sport and then, you know, you've got world class players coming to the coming into the into the league. Um that puts more bums on seats. Um, you know, bigger crowds for everybody, more money coming in. It's just all about money and, and profile with sport. And rugby league has a massive issue with it and I really think this is the way to do it. Get these clubs in. Um, you know, th- there is some issues but I think that it is a it is a massive Plus, um, the other thing is regarding these these two clubs. If they do get in, um, obviously the t- TV TV deal is the big one. Um, obviously the the Sky Broadband, well the Sky um, not Sky Broadband, uh, the Sky um, like TV deal. You know that is the lifeblood of of this of English, well of British rugby league at the moment. You know the, the game absolutely relies on that on that that TV funding and. You know the big concern is is not getting that, getting the same sort of deal or a lower deal, um, and let's be honest, a lot of clubs are fucked if if they don't get that money. Um, but but you know if you've got a broadcast deal, um, you know if you've got additional income coming in from an American broadcaster, you know apparently New York have got talks in going with ESPN Plus. Um, you know I'm not sure how much of that money would get filtered through into into the other clubs, um, but. It can't be a bad thing, and I think if you go into a a TV broadcaster and, and you know you are saying actually we, our, our competition spans spans you know England, France, uh, Canada, and, and the USA, 
you know, it, it is appealing to, to it's appealing to broadcasters and also because you know sponsors, you know, broadcasters are looking for sponsors, you know, to sell advertising basically, and uh, you know it's just a better way to do it. So that is intriguing. Um, just, just my only other concern is, that, you know, obviously we've got twelve teams in Super League at the moment. I think, I think the issue with having these three teams in is like, what's the goal? Are, are these is Toronto, Ottawa, and uh, New York? Are they all going to be in Super League? Is that is that the aim, or are they going to? Um, it, it is a quite a difficult one because I think. You couldn't have a twelve. I don't think having a twelve-team Super League would work with having those three three clubs in. Um, I think that does filter the league out a little bit too much, and I think there probably is a little bit too much travel going on with that. I think I think expanding the Super League is the pretty easy solution to that. Up to fourteen, maybe even fifteen, sixteen teams. I mean, fourteen would probably be better than it would just end the loop fixtures. Potentially have a short season. Um, I think that. I've, wouldn't know how what, what would work would um you know do, doing like if, let, let's say in a couple let's say three or four years time we've got new york toronto and maybe ottawa in the uh you know in the super league or let's just say with new york and toronto and you know they, let's say if they did get into the playoffs and then the playoff system and then you know the obviously that you know it's, it's home and away draws etc um you know how how sustainable is it you know doing the, the flights uh you know playing one game at home one game away you know it would sort of affect the competition potentially uh but i, I suppose that's the sort of risk it can take uh maybe they'll have to sort something out where they play two maybe they might have to just like rearrange the the player system but but yeah i don't know but um yeah i think, I think that's just generally my, my thoughts on it i think i hope it i hope it does happen um you know I've got to admit, I, I, I was pretty cynical um, when it came down to sort of the championship and League One clubs voting on it because I really didn't think they were. They were. It's almost like Turkey's voting for Christmas, but I think they've, you know, they've. From my understanding, is the majority have voted. It must it must have been a good, um, you know, good presentation from from both sort of proposals. Um, but I'm just I'm just glad that that you know the. These clubs have almost seen the big picture a little bit and they've voted for it. And now it's just a case of the RFL carrying out further due diligence. Uh, a little bit worried about that as well, to be honest, because they're not exactly the, the fucking quickest at um, you know, making decisions. You know, obviously, there's, there's, the, there's all the information about Nigel Ward taking about a year to write a bloody report after his uh, jolly up in New York. You know, he got invited to, do, to New York to do a report. I think it was back in 2017. Um well, well, he went there, and then it just seems to just nothing happened for quite a quite a while, which is quite well, quite shocking, really. And the issue is, if I think both clubs are wanting to try and set up for twenty twenty, um, you know that I think that's uh, I think that's ambitious. Um, but I think the RFL need to get a, get a move on. They just can't let this opportunity go. Um, but but yeah, I, th- I think hopefully the hopefully the. the They'll get you know get get it get the deals over the line and we'll have these clubs going from the, from the next season. Um, just a little bit I, I forgot to mention as well, just regarding the other benefits for the um, you know having these clubs as well. I think I think the long term aim needs to be you know building that that player pool. Um, I've I've gone on about this in quite you know quite a few other podcasts. Um, 
you know the, the player pool is is a big one um there's there's talk about the new york team doing um combines you know trying to get get athletes from all over the, all over the usa or north america to um you know do just open tryouts like like Toronto did as well um i hope that the you know there's so many good athletes in 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 north america you know the 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 training from like you know 12 13 years old you know in high school and then into college you know world class facilities with with you know tra- training rooms and facilities that are better than more super league well, probably are better than all super league clubs to be honest you know the the one thing about america is you've got amazing athletes and there is a lot of a lot of american footballers you know like college footballers who have general quite decent profiles who would have really easily transferable skills to rugby league you know especially if they went in at a league one level and developed you know developed them from there um i was a little bit disappointed with how toronto you know they did talk a good game about you know developing north american players and doing open tryouts and having you know these sort of uh, USA based and Canadian players in the squad, but there isn't any any in us all now, which is quite disappointing. Because um, I I think there's there's definitely enough talent to at least have League One athletes. Um, you know, maybe have a have a, at least five five or six American American players in your squad uh, playing at League One level. I don't think that's that's out of the question. Maybe pick out some of the best. USARL, um, you know, local players from local competition. I think, you know, I think there is some guys who could play at that at League One at least. And then, you know, if if they do get promoted to champ, championship, which is very likely, and then eventually into Super League, you know, I think there's talk about them having, you know, a reserve team in the local US US competition, which is good. It's just about building the player the player base and the player pool. I think, I think the way to do it in in the USA is all about attracting the af- getting the raw athletes and turning them into rugby players. I don't think I don't think finding athletes in America is a hard thing. Um and the good thing is there is a lot of transferable skills between league and, and American football. You know, if you if you can tackle and you can run hard and you've got the fitness, that's that's quite a lot and in the toughness as well. And you know, American football players are tough, you know, very tough guys. Um, and I think they can adapt very easily to rugby league. Rugby league is a simple game at heart. It's all about tackling and running hard. There is a, there is a lot of there is a lot of tactical you know elements in it as well. But you know if you've got the raw attributes and the aggression, um, you know you can make an impact. And I, I think a good athlete in the league one can make a difference. I think um, I, th- I think obviously that there is there's more of a player base as well in the USA regarding some. Uh, you know, union clubs as well. Maybe look at look at recruiting uh, rugby union players, and the same with Ottawa as well. Um, I'm not sure. I, I think they probably do a, sim- a similar thing with the combat. I'm not sure, but I think that will be that. That is their long term goal, really. You know, having having these clubs where they we've actually got some a genuine player pool and, and building some some genuine American and Canadian uh, rugby players and eventually you know that would filter through to having a, a genuine you know a USA uh, men's team that are, that, are, that are generally quite a quite a strong international team you know they could probably what it will be a, a short process or a, you know a quick process but you know 10 years down the line you know potentially you could have a you know a, a, a really like semi-decent you know 
USA rugby league team and, and, and a decent Canadian rugby league team. And, you know, having two new international teams that may be on the level of, of France, you know, I think that's, that's, that, that's not a bad thing, is it really? So yeah, so so that's that's just my thoughts on on you know on the proposals. I really hope that they go through. Um, it's just basically a case of watching the space. Um, so yeah, so that's it from me. And uh, yeah, thanks for listening.